Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Chip, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the opening drive. I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley. And we go to the celebrity line and talk to our great friend Cardinals broadcaster, Chip Carey. Chip, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Happy second half. Thank you. Same here. Randy is out today, so you just got us. So my question <laughs> for you, I know the All-Star break was a, a time to decompress and get away from baseball. You told us you were going home to be around family. My question is, did you get the entire honeydew list done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, you know, it, you take for granted doing the fun things like going to Home Depot and the hardware store and pulling weeds and cutting grass and uh, getting to play catch with your kid in the front yard and actually having a home-cooked meal. Mm. So uh, it was a lot of fun to get home ever so briefly. And uh, uh, But, you know, once once you're home for two or three days with the itinerant nature of our jobs, every two or three days we're packing and unpacking and going someplace else, the itch to get going for the second half started to kick in, and here we are ready to go, and hopefully the Cardinals can uh, uh, play a lot better in the second half than they did in the first. Well, much like how you had a honey to-do list, we've been talking about how the Cardinals have a honey to-do list as well of things that they need to accomplish and address. What would, in your opinion, be at the top of that list? got to get pitching, uh, pitching, pitching, and more pitching. And when you think you have enough pitching, get more pitching, mm-hmm. especially swing and miss stuff. Uh, that would be the first on my potential list. And secondly, I think there has to be more athleticism. Uh, I think when you look at what the Cincinnati Reds have done, and L.A.J. Da Cruz, yes, unicorn-type player, but athleticism and speed and that kind of dynamism is really the name of the game in our sport now. Uh, with the changes in shift rules and all of that, I think that's really going to impact a lot of clubs in ways that none of us could have expected. Uh, and certainly I think it has affected the Cardinals. But those would be my two things. If I were in charge, uh, pitching, get as much stockpile, as much swing in this stuff as you can get, and uh, get as much as many athletes who can really play baseball as you can. And I think they're coming. Mason Wynn, Victor Scott, those are two names that fans will be excited about in the future. But uh, the more of those guys you have, the more they have coming through the system, the sooner you can turn this around. So we've been talking a lot about pitching, but and you mentioned Mason Wynn and the potential of him coming up and Victor Scott. Are you saying that you also believe that maybe there's some other players that are figuring out a way to get more of that athleticism from the current roster that the Cardinals have? Uh, I think I think you, what you see is what you are. I think in fairness to the Cardinals, some of that athleticism has been hampered by injury. Uh, Tyler O'Neill's missed 69, 70 games. I mean, he's a 30 home run gold glove guy. He hasn't played. He's hurt. Hopefully he'll be back. Uh, sooner rather than later. He's a terrific player when he's on the field. That's a problem. Getting Tommy Eben healthy. He was hurt with the, the wrist problem the final week before the All-Star break. That's a problem. Donovan couldn't throw. He's an athlete, uh, but he can hit. So getting all those pieces together for extended stretches of time, I mean, in fairness, as I said, when Tyrell O'Neill is missed, uh, 80% of your season, he was counted on as being one of your starting outfielders, or not your center fielder and hitting 30 home runs this year. That's a big blow for any club to have to overcome, and I think that was uh, one of the reasons the Cardinals have floundered. Not the only one, but one of them. But getting more of those guys healthy and on the field and showing their dynamism, I think, is something we're all looking forward to. Chip, you talked about pitching, and, and two of the pitchers that have been talked about possibly being traded because of their contracts is Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty. If you do trade those guys, is it uh, do you believe that you're going to get major league ready pitching in return or are you looking at more like prospects for those guys, which puts you in a bigger hole in the pitching that you already need? 
Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, you know, I, again, I'm not privy to those conversations. I don't know if those names are even being bandied about. I know they've been talked about in the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, there, there's a dearth of starting pitching. There's a dearth of relief pitching all around Major League Baseball right now. And with so many teams that are, are in contention for postseason play, uh, players that are not under contract for next year are going to have an awful lot of value. Who those are and where they will go and what they're going to pay and what you're going to get and how soon those players you receive will get to the show, I have no idea. I don't know how that works. Uh, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with acquiring prospects now because those are trade chips you can use in the offseason when everybody's had to just subtly figure out who the champion is and you figure out who's available and who's not. So I know that Mo and his staff are working tirelessly to do that. I know they're disappointed that some of the bets that they made haven't worked out. Some have, but not all of them. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a stark and eye-opening that he admitted, we're going to trade people, that this mix isn't working right now for the Cardinals. And uh, that's unfortunate, I know, for all of us who expected so much more from this team in the first half. There's a chance still. They're still alive. They're still mathematically alive. And I think people believe that there is a parallel path that could be done here, move guys, bring new guys in, and go on a run. Uh, But obviously the calendar is not our friend right now, either for the trade deadline or the championship season. So I know it's going to be a very, very busy couple of weeks at uh, one Cardinal way. Who is your prediction of a player who is going to really explode or have a big second half? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think they are what they are. I, I, it's not like guys have had terrible halves. It's just that nobody's had a breakout first half like we thought they would. Uh, like I said, Tommy Edmond has moved around and played center field. He's been the best center fielder on this team. Jordan Walker came back and had a, a great run for the Cardinals after coming back from Memphis. Donovan at times has been awesome. Goldschmidt and Arenado have been very consistent. I think we're all looking for more from Wilson Contreras, more consistency defensively especially. Uh, for him. He's made improvements, but needs to be better back behind the plate. Um, you know, the bullpen up and down. I mean, Hicks and Helsley and Gallegos, those guys have been uh, up and down. I mean, the Cardinals, I mean, <laughs> answering this question is like trying to figure out which, which child you like the best. <laughs> there's, there's, nothing has been, there's not been one real cornerstone bedrock foundational piece of this team other than Goldschmidt and Arenado. In Nolan's case, he said he started slowly and did that you can say, okay, we've got this fixed. And then when you go to fix something else, well, it creates another problem somewhere else. And I think that's the most frustrating part of it foundationally uh, from my uh, uh, 10,000-foot view of it is there really hasn't been anything the Cardinals can hang their hat on and say, if we do this consistently, we can win games this way and and, and fix the other problems on the fly. There's just been too many problems that have had to be fixed, in my opinion. You talked about Moselock saying he you were you were intrigued by him saying that there were, it wasn't working and there would be trade partners or trade pieces leaving. Was there anything else intriguing that you heard from that interview that kind of piqued your ears up a little bit? No, I, I, I found it very refreshing, the, the unbridled honesty with which he spoke. Uh, look, everybody's disappointed. Every, I mean, I, I came from Atlanta, and I, 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 I was very clear in, in feeling that this was a team that was going to win the division and win 95 games. I think on paper, that's what everybody thought was going to happen. It just didn't work. And there's no point in, in, in saying that there's anyone or anything to blame. It just didn't work. And I think that the, the biggest key for anybody is to recognize what isn't working and go about trying to fix it. This isn't about blame. There's nobody to blame here. Uh, the Cardinals went about their business very rationally with really good players who just collectively haven't had a good year together. Now it's how do you fix it? How do you build forward so you don't have to go through this again? And I will remind fans that the Cardinals haven't had a losing season in 15 years. There are whole generations of kids in this town that have never seen a team finish below 500. In this era of pro sports, that's really a remarkable run, and there's still a chance to keep that alive. 
Uh, but obviously everybody's disappointed with what happened in the first 90 games. So now let's go out and make it better so we have a fun second half and build toward an anticipatory 2024 season. Do you think that this will be a season in which there won't be a single Cardinal that wins a gold glove, especially with what we've seen the first half? It's been such a drop off defensively, but you've had players playing in different positions, so it wouldn't be that surprising. But do you think that we'll go the season without a Cardinal winning a gold glove at all? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, look, and Nolan Arenado has such an incredibly high standard that uh, when you see his defensive metrics and his numbers, you go, wow, something's off. And it was. Uh, you know, that that's hard to believe. And that's that's kind of the way the Cardinals, as you all know, far better than I have been built. You pitch to contact, you get the ball on the ground and you get outs. Well, the shift changed that. <laughs> it made it much more difficult for those ground balls to be outs because they're going through holes in the infield that a couple of years ago didn't exist. So I think that's something that the Cardinals are going to have to change on the fly. Swinging this stuff plays in this game and it really, really plays in this era of super high-charged athletes roaming around the field at all positions. So uh, to answer your question, Brooke, yeah, it's possible. Hopefully that won't be the case, but yeah, I think it's possible for sure. So Chip, our question of the day was, do you feel like the Cardinals can get better in free agency or at the trade deadline? Which will they, which will have more of an impact on this team this year or, or for the 2024 season? When you're looking at this roster, what's available at the trade deadline? What's available next season in free agency? Which one do you think will be more impactful for this Cardinals team for the future? Well, I guess it depends on which way your, your organization uh, looks at, at players and, and, and uh, com- as commodities. Is, is money an issue or is, is having more players what you want, right? Because young, controllable talent is, is much more valuable than money in our game because of the controllable costs that are involved in it, at least in my opinion. Um, so I think the Cardinals have a unique opportunity to do both, quite honestly. I think they have some pieces that are going to draw a lot of interest and with uh, so few quality pitchers available either in the bullpen or in starting rotations, uh, the Cardinals have a unique opportunity to capitalize on that. And with the money that's coming off the books next year, they can go out and play in the free agent waters if they want to. Now, whether they will or not, it depends on who's available and what the price range and comfort level is. But uh, I think the Cardinals are uniquely positioned to take a step back, see where we are after this year, and really go for it and take command of the Central Division next year. Chip, last question. Do you all take your hot girl walks for home games? <laughs> uh, I do. Okay. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm having my coffee right now to get energized for it, and I'm going to go out on a hot girl walk here in a little bit, but I'll be by myself. Okay. So it won't be a hot girl. Uh, it'll just be fat old me. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's part of the fun. Get out here and enjoy downtown and uh, see the city people getting fired up for the games and, and the weekend with the Nationals in town. And we do have hot weather, so it's yes. going to be perfect to get a sweat on. Indeed. Thanks, Chip, for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. We'll be okay, watching guys. the Cardinals tonight, and uh, good luck. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks. Thank Bye. That was Cardinals broadcaster Chip Carey joining us, talking a little Cardinals baseball second half, and we'll see hot what... Hot girl walk. Hot girl Maybe, maybe that's what the Cardinals need to do. Just go some team. hot girl walks yeah. together for team bonding. Yeah.